Whether you are a mother, daughter, sister, or lover, you, me, and we have courage within us to speak up and live without fear. Welcome to Brave Avenue Unscripted. I'm Candy. I'm Ella. And I'm Jennifer. Welcome to Brave Avenues podcast, unscripted. And how are you ladies doing this afternoon? Doing good. Doing pretty good. I'm good. Yeah. What do you guys? What are you guys sipping on today? Uh, well, Jennifer, you can go first. Uh, she looks very, very ready. Desire's like front and center. Yeah, this is a, like a blueberry herbal tea. Hmm. Nice. Yes. So the mug looks nice too. Oh, this mug. Yeah. Oh, I like your scooter's mug. That's cute. Thank you. I got it for a Christmas gift, and it has like a top to it, so it keeps stuff. Oh, perfect. Oh, nice. And then keeps it from spilling on me as much because I would normally spill things all over myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm drinking um, hearty coffee. And it's, it's not coffee, but it's a Einstein tea from Artemis Teas. Ooh. So good. Very nice. And herbal tea. Yes. I've got Artemis Teas as well. Mine's kind of lukewarm now. It was a little clear. What a blue Artemis tea. I got plenty. I mean, come on. Could have been the whole thing. Mine is Huntress. Hey, what's up? We've been drinking your tea this morning. Or afternoon, by that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just recording in the morning. <laughs> it's true. Okay. Well, today's topic is grief, and just knowing like 2020 has been a year, and for many of us, it was a year filled with loss of different kinds and grief in many different forms. So do either of you have any initial thoughts when you hear the word grief? What maybe comes to mind for you? I think of intense sadness. Um, I think of longing for something that you can't have or maybe it's delayed for a little while. Um, I think of just I think of something sorrowful and um, missed that you will always miss. It will, something's changed and it will never be, never be the same. Yeah. Really good. I, I recently heard a quote that said, grief is love that you have, that you can no longer give. Like that, the, whatever you're wanting to give that love to is no longer there. Wow. Mm. And I thought that would be so beautiful because knowing like when we lose a loved one, a person in particular, we have love for them, but there's really no way to kind of show that love to them because they are not with us anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I liked how that's, I like that statement because it's like you have this love, where's it going to go? You can't express it anymore directly express it to that person so it's like what do you do with it and so like I feel like even that's part of the sadness of it is I can't give it to you anymore yeah oh gosh yeah 
don't make me start crying. We haven't even gotten fully into the conversation. I probably should have had a box of tissue. So don't, don't judge me. You see a toilet paper roll because I will go get one because I'm not the kind of crier who it all gushes just out. So I have to have a tissue sponsor. Oh, I'm already about to start crying. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Okay, yeah. So it's okay if you cry. And because we are talking about grief and we may have had some fresh grief knowing that it's only we're still kind of in the year at this time recording and there's still a lot of things going on and still a lot of losses that we're experiencing. Um, and I think the other thing is that there's a lot of losses that aren't quite as easily defined, like losing a loved one to death. There can be a little more ambiguous losses, like the loss of an idea or an expectation or how we thought our lives would go. Um, even like a simple, seemingly simple transition from like, say, graduating from high school can be a celebration, but you're also kind of losing something in the process, right. losing that high school experience. Mm -hmm. um, and so I would, I guess, call these maybe some small deaths and knowing that maybe it's not the death of a person, but maybe the death of something else in our life. So have either of you experienced any small deaths lately? And what has that experience been like for you guys? Yeah, I feel like maybe I'm still grieving a little bit, not being a part of um, like a team at work. Um, still, yeah, still just kind of processing that, I guess. I thought that you know, grief can extend beyond what you think it should be. Um, and so I thought maybe that transition from February, it's now December, that I was completely cool, but I think on the holidays, you know, you, the teams get together, there's holiday parties, there's gatherings, and um, I know that those things are happening and realizing that, oh, I'm not really, I'm not a part of that right now. Mm. Yeah, even the transition from taking a break from worship team at church, I'm seeing, oh my goodness, it's Christmas time. I would normally be on the stage worshiping together and that's that's not happening and so I'm you know I'm getting those feelings of oh this is the season that I'm in now and just allowing myself to grieve that a little bit and just voice it put put voice to to the thought um, so that I can process how I'm feeling and, and find gratitude and mm -hmm. kind of let myself sit in the feeling for a moment Definitely feeling that right now with the holidays going on. Yeah. I think the things you identified, though, of how you work through it, that you don't just try to hide it or bury it, that you're, you're verbalizing it, you're trying to find gratitude in the midst of the grief, mm -hmm. and recognizing that it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I understand that feeling, Candy, when I went full-time with business and then was no longer a part of, like, 
holiday parties and gatherings. Right. Like I'm looking at the pictures like, oh, who's missing? Me. Okay. I'm missing right. from this sort of party right now. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's like you can still send me an invite. <laughs> And like that's one of the things about like the holidays and things like that. Like it just really can emphasize what you would normally be doing. It reminds you what you would normally traditionally, because this holidays is a lot about tradition, reminds you what you're what you're missing and it's like more obvious. And so like like with grief for me, it's like I don't even realize that I'm grieving something or need to grieve something sometimes until something reminds me, oh. So like one of my recent losses was like, I had plans to travel. Like it took me a long time to even get to a place, to even make a decision, to even buy a ticket, to make plans to go to another country. Uh, I was supposed to go to France and I was supposed to just be up in Paris and basically live at museums and study and just take in art, culture and things like that. And um, and it was so cool to finally like get to a place where I was like, I'm actually going to do this, you know? Right. And then it was like the rug pulled out from under me when, uh, travel one place at a time, like was shutting down and things were getting worse and, um, it was getting closer to my time of takeoff and then they had to cancel my flight. And then I wanted to reschedule and it looked like I'm glad I didn't because I would have had to cancel it again. And so... Um, there were different things. Like one, I had a temporary PO box. I forgot that I'd only did it for so many months, not a full year or something. So like, it, yeah, it like, like mail wasn't getting to me. Mail was going back to places because I didn't, the things I cognitively did not register um, because I was here longer than I planned to be. I was planning to be gone. I was planning not to have an apartment over here. I was going to be since I was living, going to be living abroad for a few months and stuff like that. So just different things. And then I'd be like, ah, right. Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be here. And then I remember and I'm like, man, I had to really grieve the and because it, it was like a big deal for me to even do anything like that. So it was just really disappointing um, when I couldn't, couldn't do that. And then I was like, well, there's bigger problems people have. So I shouldn't even be, you know, so then that stopped me from really even truly leaning into the loss of being able to follow through with these kind of plans. But uh, after I stopped minimizing them, mm -hmm. uh, I was able to move through it better um, and more, I'd be more present, I guess, through it. And then like feeling like I'm uh, finally feeling the, I don't know, stirrings of courage again to even try again, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I feel like there's so much encompassed in that one like one quote unquote loss that you not only lost your hopes and dreams of the time frame of going, but also all the work that you put in and just all those extra steps that it took of courage that you had to sow into this trip that you're not really reaping those back yet. I think you still will. I hope you still will. <laughs> but knowing that it's, yeah, it's kind of that delayed reward delayed yeah experience yeah so tell me what you mean when you say being present more well um i guess i mean like not being uh because sometimes i can use the future to just kind of i'll stay in the future and that feels a little safer or sometimes i've kind of focused on the past and i hide there a little bit and 
instead of like fully being present, meaning like in the very moment that I'm in and leading into how I actually feel (laughs) um, about something. Um, Because like I can go like, well, eventually I'll go again. At some point I'll go. Uh, And so then I'm putting off actually dealing with the fact that, hey, I'm not able to go right now. And that has done something in me and, and processing it. I guess, if that makes any sense. So um, just being aware of what I am feeling and honoring and honoring that. Okay. Yeah, I think that's good. I think for me, one of the recent losses that I experienced that I was actually kind of one of those things where I'm kind of like, well, I'm glad to be rid of it. Um, But at the same time, recognizing like it's still a loss and we had a car that was stolen and, Long story, not from our house, thankfully, um, but from the shop that it was at at the time. And we both, both Teddy and I took it fairly well, but it kind of just dragged on the process. Like they found it right around two weeks later, but it was in flames and like they had to do this whole investigation and I was kind of like, okay, well, I'm pretty sure we'll be rid of it now. And I didn't really like that car that much anyway, but it just has taken forever and it's still not completely resolved yet. And then we still have to go through that process of like finding a new vehicle and figuring out how to be with just one car for now and scheduling and all of that. And so there's still those impact ripples, I guess, that even though I'm kind of like, well, I'm glad that I, that we did have insurance on it and whatever, that we are okay. Nothing major was in there of, of sentimental value or anything. Um, But it's still like, okay, now there's just a lot more work. And I think that's maybe more where my grief is, is like, why do I have to go through all this extra work? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Yeah. yeah, I, it's kind of a weird grief for me. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense though. I like dealing with car stuff. Mm, me either. <laughs> like just even the the idea of something being just taken from you unexpectedly. Right. That's also like just part of it. Just makes it so freaking hard um, mm. when you have someone or something just it's just gone taken unexpected no heads up couldn't right. count down um i mean grief is grief but like like that what was that like you said i think you said fresh grief um you kind of said that word fresh um earlier and that pinged me because i think about like when something is fresh and it happens new i feel like that's probably the worst part of grieving it's probably the worst part because it's the most intense part um and it makes you feel like you can't take it (laughs) like (laughs) i don't know what to do with yourself go through this moment because this is you know like that's why i will immediately deny i'm like there's no way (laughs) no this ain't real there's no way there's no way i understand why they came up with those stages of grief because it's what we do (laughs) because you know oh gosh I can't imagine uh I mean I've had things stolen from me but like 
to that kind of level or degree um, is rough. But like, I'm also thinking about the fact that we're approaching the holidays and just um, just approaching like even just loss in my own family, a really, really big loss that took place in December. And so we're coming close to that anniversary. So it's like, um, it's not as intense as when it first happened, but it's Mm -hmm. that there's still this dreading, this intensity in its own as we approach approach that anniversary um, uh, of that loss. So I don't know, you said that fresh grief and I was like, man, it just kind of took me back <laughs> uh, to that, that, that feeling. And I feel like, I don't know, like we, how y'all feel about that, but just the, just that weight of grief. Like I just, that, that feeling of when you, you feel like you cannot do it, you know, like you can't, that overwhelming feeling, like how do we, I mean, you look up and you realize you've made it, you've made it, you made it through it and stuff like that. I mean, how have y'all dealt with like, fresh grief I guess like when it's real fresh and like it's really hard and you feel like how am I going to get to the next moment like how's that even possible Gosh. <laughs> moment by moment I the, the grief that you're talking about I'm also feeling that that dread as well um it's hard to it's just hard to to think about you know this day is coming up um and just <laughs> you know, it, it takes you back to to all the different things that happened, and it it it's still feels like it just happened. Um, the grief that you're referring to, Jen, and so I'm, I think I'm I'm having a hard time just thinking about you know the main people that were greatly affected by it, and just how you know how can I support them during this time, I think is probably the hardest thing that I'm thinking of right now is how to support um, the family. Um, yeah, it's it's a heavy feeling to not know what to do or what to say. I think that's the hard thing about grief is especially trying to support someone else. What do you say? What do you do to help out? And I have found myself even hiding a little bit um, and when I catch myself doing that, I try to reach out, say, hey, hey, I'm thinking about you or because I don't know what else to do except say that um, or just try to be as present as possible um, so that I can be there, you know. Around the holidays, I also think about my grandmother because she, she didn't die around this time. She died uh, like two months after, so in February. And, um, but the holidays, because my family is out of town, I always um, get really sad on a down. But God has definitely shown different, um, shown shown His love for me in different ways by showing me, you know, memories or things that I used to do with my family, like poinsettias. My grandmother loved poinsettias, so it was so great to go to Lawrence and Gardens and see all these poinsettias everywhere. And, Um, And then I bought some for my house, too, just to have around, just as a reminder of of home. Um, And again, just letting myself feel it (laughs) and just letting myself cry. I'm trying to hold it back now, but um, (laughs) letting myself cry and be okay with it Um, and honoring those people that God blessed me, blessed me with. 
those memories that I get to talk about and share, you know, with other family members and friends to remember them and, and remember and honor the people that I love and, and lost. <sighs> yeah, it, it seems like grief kind of comes in waves. And there's that big wave that knocks us down when it kind of things kind of first happen. And then we start to regain our footing and then like a holiday or special event or memory comes up and it's like another wave and right. then anniversary of the loss or similar season or whatever it may be. And there's another wave and I don't know if the waves ever stop coming. I don't think they do. I don't know if I've lived enough life to be able to say. <laughs> so far, they have not stopped for me. Uh, I don't know. What about you, Jen? I feel like the waves continues, those waves of grief. Um, they are a trip and a half because my logical mind feels like, okay, well, there's a natural order and process to this, right? So it should be higher here. And then they should be lower as we keep going. But like, for example, the loss of, um, of dad, like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> I was doing okay. And then the next thing I know, I'm feeling all kinds of weird, all kinds of like, just sad. And then I'm realizing I miss my dad because this occasion is happening and we would normally do this together or something just reminded me of him. And then I'm just, down and I'm just like whoa like what what is wrong with me I made so much I feel like I made so much progress and then suddenly I'm just hit like hard and then I'm like sad and like you made that point like I just have to honor the feeling but man it's it's hard to because like sometimes I just get tired of it <laughs> yeah. I feel like what am I going to be done with this and yes I don't think there's an end date. There's no expiration date, really. <laughs> I think maybe it's just how you, how you process it, how you decide to process it, you know, honoring it instead of hiding from it. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I think that's a very good point. I mean, it's like, you know, like I was talking about like that change or whatever, you know, it's forever. Yeah. Um, you know something's gone and you're always going to feel a certain way now mm -hmm. I'm more intense at some point or less intense at another but you you just know it instinctively Dang, this sucks because I already know that's it yep I look at things I haven't heard um I can still hear certain voices of those who are gone I can still hear them, you know? And then there's those who it's, it's really fading and that makes me sad because I can't, that's distinct. And I can't go back to a recording. I can't go back to something. Some I do have the fortune of, I can go back and replace something. Some yeah. I do not. So, yeah, um, yeah it's, a, it's a tough process, but like, it's like, I, I, you know, you're talking and I'm thinking about like, when, when loss is back to back, to back to back, mm -hmm. not just loss of people, but loss of things or whatever, yeah. but it's back to back to back. Yeah. That, I feel like that's what made this last year feel like a, a just a crippling marathon <laughs> in some ways. It, it kind of felt like, okay, now I have a limp and I'm on mile marker what? 
uh, when is this going to, what? Like, I can't even, like, I have to, it's like I have to process a bunch of different levels of grief at the same time. The same time. It's so uh, wild. Like, yeah, I didn't, honestly did not know that I was capable of being able to go through this kind of grieving. I didn't even know I could do that. <laughs> In my mind, I would have thought, there's no way. There's no way I can handle it. I'll just... I'm just going to be committed somewhere or I'm going to have to quit, <laughs> take medicine, pills. You got to give me something, you know, like I did not, I just really didn't know that I could, I could even harp, I could even do it. I didn't even know I could. I know. I wasn't expecting this to last for so long. I just thought, oh, okay. You know, spring, it'll be over summertime. And then it continued. And I'm like, okay, everything I plan to do this summer with the kids and our family, it's just like, okay, we're gonna, we're in the house. <laughs> now we need to pivot. We gotta re restructure everything. Um, yeah. And in a sense, you know, it was good because we, I feel like we grew closer together, but, oh, wow. It was hard trying to answer questions from the kids about why we can't do certain things because coronavirus. Mm -hmm. It's very hard. Yeah. yeah I, I do feel like I could use a vacation from life. <laughs> do those exist? Because I, I want just, I just want to get away for a little bit and not have to think about anything. I, I just, I just want to come down um, for a little bit. Let's get back to it. But yeah, this has been... <laughs> very hard unpredictable year mm -hmm. yeah it's like that analogy jen that you you were talking about that marathon but then it's like miles keep getting added on once you think you're like oh, only a couple miles left then it's like oh but actually there's 17 more miles left and you're oh. like what i'm the oh, person appreciate knowing beforehand how long something is going to last i do not like it if something goes way beyond <laughs> a yeah. point that I've already set my mind for it. Right. For that, for that level of, of, you know. Intensity or the duration. Yeah, pain. <laughs> there was one time a, a mutual friend of ours, okay, we went camping and he did not tell the group. He told the group that the campsite was only like a mile away, but it was really almost three. It was actually three miles away. And so we carried things a certain way, thinking we're going to walk a mile. He did not admit this until way later that he lied because he thought that it would discourage us to know it was going to be that far. I said, no, actually, you should have told me so I could have had a mindset of endurance. Thank you. Prepare <laughs> yourself. I appreciate that. <laughs> that is so good, though. Like, I think knowing especially with this unpredictable nature of what we're living right now, but also with grief that we can have that short-term mindset of like, Oh, we get through the seven stages of grief and we're done. But really it's like, you, they don't go in order. You can skip back and forth and go back multiple mm -hmm. times and kind of go through the cycle even multiple times. Mm -hmm. And it is that endurance piece that it's not going to be over a short term. It, it's, it's a lifelong thing that we deal with. It's something we experience and continue to experience for the rest of our lives. Maybe depending on the loss, it's maybe can kind of 
be overshadowed by other things or we may forget depending how major it is for our life but yeah. i think there's still those ripple effects yeah years and years and years i remember um <laughs> one day i was sitting up and jennifer you mentioned something about like how you forget and um or you, you know, you can't really remember the voices of people. And I had a moment where I could not remember something that my grandmother cooked all the time. Yeah. And I like freaked out. <laughs> I was laying in my bed, <clears throat> crying uncontrollably. I was, and I texted my cousin. I was like, I can't remember. I can't remember grandma. I can't remember her. Like she's, she's leaving me or, you know, just the her memories are fading from, from my mind. And I don't like that. Um, and I just, I needed him to just talk to me about, about her so that I wouldn't forget. And the fact that I was, that I would, I could have forgotten about her scared me. I don't, I don't know what level of grief that is or stage of grief that is, but it was really scary. And it felt like I was losing her all over again. Mm. <clears throat> I didn't quite know how to process that except to, hear more stories about her so I could calm down. It's really hard. And I've never experienced that before. She's been gone for seven years. So, yeah, I don't know. I had that before. Yeah, it's almost like losing her all over again where you lose her physically, but then you're like losing even that memory. Yeah. I think that was a fear for me that I would forget um, and wouldn't be able to tell those stories as I got older, that she would just fade from my memory. And, and I didn't want that. Yeah, I understand that fear. I, I totally get that. I'd freak out. Um, Dad taught me to cook a lot of different dishes. That's one reason why I had a very hard time at first trying to cook certain things, because um, mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember exactly how he showed showed me. Hey. Right. And I had to, I just had to just give some grace to myself and said, Hey, if you don't remember exactly, well, at least remember what you can. Yeah. Uh, and then just use it as inspiration because honestly, he just, he passed down inspiration to you. It'll never taste or be like how he did it. It just won't. There's no possible way, but <laughs> I can at least pass on what I do know and been inspired by and make it my own and know that dad is a part of it, you know, know that it's still a part of me. It's right. not as the way I, I'm afraid of it not being anymore, but I just have to accept what it is now, I guess. Um, yeah. Keep, keep it up. Keep remembering him. I talk to him <laughs> at times. I'll talk to him. I'll just talk to him. But, um, I just found like, I got to do what I got to do so that I feel like you're still here with me in some, some way. Cause yeah, that fear of forgetting, I think is probably one of the worst feelings. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That was hard. Mm -hmm. It is. It's just like that you want to hold on so tightly, but also part of that grief process is learning how to in some ways let go, but in other ways, kind of like the final stage of grief is find that acceptance and yeah. knowing maybe that wisdom of what to hold on to and what to release is part of that. 
Yeah. Part of that yeah. lifelong process. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very long. Um. So what does it look like to face grief with bravery? Since we are Brave Avenue, <laughs> we want to think of how we can courageously work through the grief and the losses that we experience just as a part of living. And that's kind of a guarantee. We're going to experience loss at some point. Um, for me, I feel like one of the bravest things is to do it with other people, not to do it alone. Um, like Candy, you called, you had to call your cousin. Yeah. You know, helped yeah. you remember, helped you with your process, um, help you calm your fear. You know, uh, I feel like if we try to do it on our own is when it's harder. And so to me, that's the bravest thing. One of the bravest things you can do is invite other people into how you feel. Sometimes I wouldn't talk to people because I'm like, I don't want to bum them out. I don't want to bum anybody out. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of thing. But I kind of find out that people are like, heck, there's nothing else I can do. So if you want to bum me out, bum me out, you know, like that's fine. Do what you got to do. So I even learned when I found my friends or people I know who've had losses. Now I understand that even better. So I'll just literally go, Hey, let's go for a walk. Just go for a walk. I let them talk about, they just talk about their memories. They talk about how they're feeling about it. Funny stories, sad stories, whatever story you want to tell. I just let them tell it because I realized how much I needed that. And I'm like, okay, well now I understand how I can show up for people. So I encourage people like people want to help you somehow, even if they're scared on how to do it, they want to help you somehow. So if you have someone you can trust that you can share memories with or talk about stuff with, even if you feel like it makes absolutely no sense, just do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the yeah, bravest thing to me is like not doing it on your own because then you're going to develop some weird coping stuff by yourself that just probably isn't. Oh gosh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> At least please don't cope with people who are very unhealthy. That's also something like mm-hmm. cope with healthy people. <laughs> That's also something I'll make that true. Very true. People, but not with unhealthy people. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think of um, my kids and I, we just watched that movie Inside Out. Have y'all watched that? Five emotions. (laughs) And so, you know, Joy wants everything to be happy and no sadness. And poor sadness is just beat up in the first half of the movie because, uh, you know, she keeps touching the poor memories and making them, you know, sad. Um, And so what I learned from that, I've watched the movie so many times. I feel like I learned something new every time. But, uh, you know, towards the end, they realize, okay, sadness is not a bad thing. It's, it's good to feel that emotion. And, um, <clears throat> excuse me, it's just really just allowing yourself to be seen at your, your worst. <laughs> not running away from that feeling of, or, you know, striving to be perfect. Like, oh, everything's always okay with me. Everything's always so good. Um, because then, you know, people aren't allowed to really dig in deep with you. 
yeah. those times of sadness where you really need to like be in the trenches together. And so just really embracing sadness, embracing that feeling um, and not looking at it as a negative thing every time you feel it, um, just because it's been seven years or a few months or, oh, I'm going through this again. Like, that's great that you can, you can feel it, <laughs> that you're alive. You are able to feel and process your emotions. And so just really embracing that sadness um, courageously, being vulnerable, letting people see you uh, when you're low. Um, and not running from not running from grief is is a brave way to to really process it and really find success in it. Um, I appreciate those those people that I'm able to be honest with, like Jennifer and, and you, Ella, and my cousin. Like you said, I you know calling him when I felt down, and even my kids. I don't. My kids will ask me like, "Mom, are you okay? Is everything?" Usually I'm crying from a movie or something, but, you know, I just <laughs> let them know, like, hey, like, this is an emotion that you have, and it's okay if you're sad. Um, that's okay. See me at my worst, <laughs> please, and then help me come out of it um, in a healthy way, as you said, Jay. It's a healthy person. Yeah, I think of when you said you both were just saying of like finding those people to be with, to listen to, to share with. And I think that when I was thinking about grief and thinking about, okay, like what does maybe the Bible say about grieving? And it calls those who mourn blessed for they shall be comforted. And it also says to mourn with those who mourn and also rejoice with those who rejoice, but knowing that that's a very communal thing, that it's not a, a something we do alone. And so I think that's a really huge takeaway for me, even that we kind of came to that conclusion. And it's also yeah. the conclusion that is written in the Bible. So it's kind of cool Yeah, <laughs> going in those times where I maybe feel that grief to, to share with someone. Mm -hmm. And I did that recently. I didn't know what I was necessarily grieving about, but a couple months ago, I just felt this grief. I woke up and um, just kind of felt it. I didn't know what necessarily I was grieving, but I felt this sense oh. of loss. And it was probably a lot of things that kind of stacked up. Yeah. But I was able to write about it and share about it. And it was amazing just the responses of people who felt the same way mm -hmm. and have had similar experiences. And it was a really, just really amazing and comforting as well to see like, okay, I'm not the only one. Other people are yes. mourning as well, even yeah. if it's maybe different things, but they feel similarly. Mm -hmm. Right. That's really good. That's that. that was a beautiful poem. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know why, but I was feeling the same that day also. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's also something in our bodies. Our bodies have a memory. And I've heard it in clients as well, where it'll come a certain time of year and it'll be 10 years later where they don't even necessarily mentally, logically remember what that time of year is until after the fact where they're realizing they're in a funk and then all of a sudden they're like oh, this is the anniversary of whatever it was that happened mm -hmm. and their body remembered and experienced that grief but 
even though their conscious mind was far from it. Wow. Yeah. So I think as we come to a close, it's important to be gentle and gracious as both of you have identified that as we're all in this grieving process, we can't run faster and sprint our way through the process. We kind right. of want to ride the wave. We try softer instead of try harder and be more gentle, more kind, take things slower, whatever that needs to be. But knowing we're not going to work our way out of grief necessarily. Right. Yeah, that's a really good point. Pace yourself. <laughs> be that's kind. Good, yeah. Then know like, Sometimes, like, you'll think, oh, well, I'll just throw myself into it and just grieve hard, right? And it's like, you know, that's, that, that's not even how that works either. You still got to pace yourself. Because <laughs> uh, you don't, you don't you want to come out sick. You don't want to come out any more harm than you, you know, already going, you know, you're going through it, you know. So, yeah, be nice to yourself. Be kind. It's always a great reminder for me. So, <laughs> yeah. I appreciate your journey to anyone else either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just thought of one more example in the Bible that to me it's kind of a a prominent one of even when Jesus came and wept and mourned for Lazarus. Mm-hmm. And he knew he could raise him to the dead and was going to whatever time, but he took his time to to mourn that loss and to be relationally there with the sisters, with the family. And then he performed a miracle. And I think it's just really profound how he still took the time to grieve, even though he knows like I'm doing something better and something good is coming. Right. There was still that, that mourning process. Yeah. I, when you were, uh, speaking earlier I thought about that and it made me think like you know it just kind of reminds you not to be afraid of sadness not to be afraid of grief not to be afraid of the feelings that come with it because they're they're natural and they're valid and just embrace it and there's nothing wrong with those tears coming down your face there's nothing wrong with it at all yeah i'm a person of faith yeah i'm a person who really believes but it doesn't mean that you don't endure pain and sorrow it doesn't mean you don't go through it you don't process it it doesn't mean any of that you don't just skip ahead to oh i just got joy 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 in my soul <laughs> you know you gotta you gotta go you know feel it you know go through it there's nothing that nothing wrong with it yes well thank you ladies for sharing your wisdom and just the really hard things but really good things as well that can come from grief and how it connects us and how when we lean into it that it can be a benefit to ourselves as well Thanks again for listening in with us. We are Brave Avenue Unscripted, and we pray your day is filled with love and the courage to live fearlessly and unashamed. Till next time, be Be brave. brave. Join our community on Instagram and Facebook at Brave Avenue and wherever podcasts are heard.